Good evening. Happy February to everybody. Another month is already here in this fastly moving 2021. We thank everybody for coming. Welcome to the official uh, meeting of the Liberty County Board of Commissioners. Mr. Brown, has the meeting been properly advertised? Yes, sir, it has. I see evidence there. Ms. Parker, you're over there around the corner. You can see. All right. Um, let us stand now. Pastor Henry Frazier will come and lead us in our invocation and our Pledge of Allegiance. Let us pray. Father, we thank you again for allowing us the opportunity to gather again after 30 days that you have shown us again that you still are a God of provision and a God of protection. And you did just that for all of us and you allowed us to come together again. But even tonight as we gather in this place, we pray now that you will give us wisdom, give us insight, help us to make your decisions for this county and that we make the right one, that your choice decisions that will bring about a change that you desire are beyond the ones that others may see. But God, allow them to be on agreement, come on one accord, and make the right decision. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Frazier. All right. The agenda calls for the minutes for the month of January require our approval. Can I make a motion that uh, we accept the minutes as presented? Second. Motion has been made by Commissioner Stevens, second by Commissioner Spears to accept the minutes as presented for the month of January. Any further discussion? There being none, all in favor will raise their right hand, please. Mm -hmm. Those opposed? Minutes are approved. Thank you. Department reports, none? That's rare. <laughs> they will be back in uh, mid-month, sir. All right, sir. <clears throat> Good. Uh, new business, moving right on. Uh, Commissioner Stevens said 45 minutes. 45 we'll do minutes. it. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rickerson, you got five minutes. Addressing ordinance, <laughs> Jeff Rickerson. Okay, good afternoon, Chairman Levitt, members Hello, of the commission. Hello, sir. Uh, this will be the uh, second time that I've presented this to you. I presented it to you on January the 5th. This is a update of your addressing your street naming and addressing ordinance. Uh, currently, you, you've got that in your code of ordinances in Chapter 8 and Chapter 36. We're consolidating it all into <coughs> Chapter 8 and, and eliminating the part that's in Chapter 36, but we're not really dropping anything out. We're just moving it uh, to consolidate it into Chapter 8. In addition to that, this is a culmination of work that's been done uh, by the CRC through a contact with the county over the last couple of years to uh, update your addressing system countywide to be in compliance with the next-gen E911, which has also been adopted by the Census Bureau and the Postal Service. So by doing this, you'll be uh, com compatible with uh, all those entities. And in addition to that, this has a, been a countywide project, and City of Hinesville and the six other municipalities have also been a part of this. And everybody will be using the same manual. This is a addressing manual that uh, uh, was developed by the CRC, so everybody will be using the same manual to assigned addresses countywide, and City of Hinesville adopted this ordinance, uh, or similar changes to the ordinance and this manual at their meeting, their last meeting in February. So uh, once you adopt it, then we're going to take it out to the smaller cities, and they will <coughs> adopt it too. So all of Liberty County would be using the same system to 
assign street names for new developments and to manage new addresses when people build uh, structures on existing streets. Mm -hmm. So with that, I'd be glad to answer any questions that you have. City Hansville adopted theirs in January, last they meeting? Adopted theirs at their, their second meeting in okay, January. January. Okay, all right. <coughs> yes, sir. Uh, he, he just said no. Okay. Good, 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 uh, good observation, Commissioner. Mr. Brown, Mr. Chairman. Well, you don't, you don't have to on ordinance adoption. In fact, um, <coughs> unlike cities, counties aren't required to have two hearings on an ordinance, so they're a little bit different. But so you've you've overcompensated there to the to the good. Thank you. Yes, sir. So, Mr. Chairman, you you. Jeff, you mentioned uh, about subdivisions. So when those are built out, they give you the names that they're going to use of the streets uh, prior? They, the way they will do it, they will propose names, and then <laughs> we will submit it to your county GIS analyst, who is the person that's in charge of administering this. Okay. And they will look to make sure there's not duplicate names or that it's not uh, in violation of some other convention in, the, in this manual that will cause a problem down the road. So mm -hmm. hopefully by doing this, uh, the first time treats are named, they will be good names, and they won't, you won't have to inconvenience people by coming back and renaming them later on down the road. Okay. And also, they'll get their packages, and they'll get their emergency services when they need them without any mm -hmm. confusion. Okay. But this will still, the naming of a street will still come? It will come to you. Uh, the, the, the person that, uh, that your GIS analyst that, that will be reviewing this will sign off on it and make a recommendation to you, but you will approve the naming of the streets. And if somebody wants to petition to rename a street, which is already in your ordinance, we've left that in here, so they, they have that process to come in here and petition right. to you to rename a street. Mm -hmm. But you also already have in your, in your ordinance, and we've left it in there, a provision that you can't just do that frivolously. You, if you all have acted on a street name, renaming a street, you can't come back for another 10 years to name it again. So that keeps people from just name, coming name, in. Name, flipping flipping it over. <laughs> okay. Um, Mr. Chairman. Sir, Commissioner Gillard. Jeff, you you mentioned um, you mentioned duplicate uh, street names. Mm -hmm. Is that is that ordinance prohibit that? It does. I mean, your your GIS analyst for the county is going to be looking at all new subdivisions when somebody comes in and wants to. Uh, you know, they, they submit the names for their streets in their new subdivision. They're going to look and make sure that it's not matching up. You know, there's not already a Gillard Road, uh, so you, you won't be naming two roads after the same thing, which is going to cause confusion. But, but let, let's say uh, you got seven municipalities, and um, I know Hinesville has the Oak Street, and that means nobody else in the county, no other municipality or, the, or the incorporated right. could have an Oak Street. This manual is supposed to take care of that, so everybody's working together on the same, uh, with the same system. Uh, Commissioner Gillard, I, I, I can't say this much. We do have some in the system previously That's right. that was duplication because mm -hmm. there's an Oak Street in Hines, there's an Oak Street in Riceboro. Yeah. But, uh, um, and I think that's what we're trying to get around. That's right. Any more further duplications. Yeah, I mean, going forward, but, right. but, but, right. One, yeah, because I, I know in, in Point South, um, there are three Greenbriars, mm -hmm. Greenbrier Road, Greenbrier Court, and Greenbrier Trail, trail <coughs> side by side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've been working there almost 40 years and I, 
still go to the wrong one. <laughs> See, most communities have this problem. I mean, you've, you've heard the famous uh, Atlanta's got, uh, I don't know, 40 peach something trees. Peach trees. So, yeah. and, and, and most of them have taken action to do what you're considering okay. doing now to eliminate, at least eliminate that going forward. Going forward. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's good. Everybody else is grandfathered in, but going forward. Well, I mean, there's some cases where there's problem. There's been problems where you have to change it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, I don't. I don't think we're at that point at this point. But uh, yeah. You know, if something does arise, they'll probably be coming to you asking you to change those names if there's. Because I knew at one time too, name Fraser was a problem here in. Right. In Liberty County, a lot of Fraser this and Fraser that. Fraser Drive and. Mm -hmm. it's, it's at least three Frasers right now: Fraser Street, Fraser Drive, and Fraser Circle. Circle. Yeah. Right. Then you right. got a Fraser right. Drive right. in Riceboro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Jeff, how long would it actually take to, for these changes uh, to actually take place? If, uh, let's say, like, I'm going to give you a good example. Like the other night, <clears throat> there was a, a 911 call for 52-something homes down road. Mm -hmm. There is no more 52 address in that range on homes down road. Mm -hmm. That should have been actually... Freddie Warthow Road, mm. and I know we've been. So you're saying it's already been changed, and and it's already been changed, but it still came out as 5200 something, Homestown Road. Mm -hmm. Homestown Road actually stops right there. At, at the three-way. You're right, right at the three-way now. Well, this system sets <laughs> up a a way of taking care of that thing on a case-by-case -case basis. I mean, you, nobody could have known that that was going to happen, but in a, in a situation like that, it gives your, your county staff the ability to look at that and say this is a problem and either fix it or if it needs to come to the commission, they can make a recommendation to you that you mm -hmm. take action to fix that. Okay. Okay. Sounds like progress. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, and, hey, and a work in progress. It is. All at the same time. There, there may be additional work uh, in the future, and there probably mm -hmm. will be as far as oh, they will be. some of the old messages. There will be. So. What about the enforcement of, uh, of uh, numbers being placed? That's, that's going to fall on your county staff. Yeah. It, it, this does provide for every, every house, every business, uh, and um, let's see, every house, every business, every apartment complex. Uh, would have to have a four-inch letter with a with a half-inch wide. Um, what do they call it? The the width the width of the letter has got to mm -hmm. be half-inch wide. It's already in there. It's it's already in there. There's already a requirement. We just need to really enforce it. Hopefully, we'll, if we if we do a spin-up on the PR stuff here uh, through Mr. Parker knows that we can bring that to the attention too. Mm -hmm. Right. While we're doing the ordinance, that's a good good recommendation. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just just one other thing, uh, Jeff, about the numbering. Um, and, and I know this to be a fact. I was, I was born and raised on on Rebecca Street, and from Memorial Drive down to the dead end of Rebecca, I think the the last numbers is 400. Mm -hmm. But from right there, um, <coughs> where the new incub business incubator is going yes. to be built, mm -hmm. from there to um, Washington mm -hmm. is probably going to be the 100 block <coughs> of Rebecca Street. And then the and the next block is the 200 blocks because I knew I, I grew up at two, 209 Rebecca Street, mm -hmm. but the church was there before all of that. Mm -hmm. And the church, the address, the mailing address for the church is 124, mm -hmm. but the 100 block would be closer to mm -hmm. Memorial, mm -hmm. and the church is right next to 215. Mm -hmm. So not only is it 
<laughs> is it is it the wrong number? It's got the even numbers on the odd side. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, this ordinance won't fix that. That's something that. Well, I mean, this ordinance will will provide the framework for them to fix it. It's got to be. You got to take deliberate action to fix it. In that case, Hinesville is going to have to go in and say, hey, "We got numbers on the wrong side of the road. We're going to have to re mm -hmm. re readdress it." And that, that doesn't always go so well because you mm -hmm. might have people at the church or people that live on there that. Uh, have had that address for 50 years or something, but yeah, they're going to have to change it. If but it, the, the, I think the, the church probably had it first because the <coughs> housing projects, the, the Rebecca Street housing project, when that came in, mm -hmm. um, I was in the first grade, so that was in the 60s, mm -hmm. but the church had already been there. But the church was everything all the way down to the church was the 100 block. Mm -hmm. But when they built that, by this time, Washington was there, so you started a new block designation. So that started at 200 blocks. So all the, all the um, houses in the government housing is 200, except for the church is still 100. And then beyond the church, after you cross Edel Osgood, it's to 300. Then you go down to Shipman, and then it picks up to 400. But it's not only it's the wrong block designation, oh, it's even an odd you know, on that street. And I, that may not be the only one, mm -hmm. uh, but but I, I know that to be a fact. And, I can tell you that's not the only one it has, but we found some other ones where they're they're out of line as well. Yeah. And, and and they'll have to take action. This this doesn't automatically fix those things. They'll have to take action to fix them, but this gives the framework to do it. Yeah, that that's, that'll be interesting. That's um, <laughs> that'll be on the city for for how to work with, and and that's Diane's church. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so that that'll be that and my church. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, all right, right Mr. Chairman. Any other questions for Mr. Ricketts? On the end, it might flip up. All right. We need to take action because this, like, this is a work in progress. Yes, sir, Mr. Chairman. I would make a motion that we uh, approve the addressing ordinance. Second. Motion and a second. We approve the addressing ordinance as presented by Mr. Rickerson, knowing that <laughs> it's not the final document. Uh, any further discussion? Commissioner Jones, you good, sir? Yes. Okay, all right. Uh, all in favor, raise your right hand, please. Those opposed? Thank you, Thank you Mr. Rickipper. Seeing it through. Yep. All right. Yes, Thank you. You know, a very, very quick note. A lot of y'all have noticed those things when you're campaigning. These, a lot of these houses are not in order. <laughs> addresses are not in order. Mm -mm. Liberty County Chamber of Commerce, Ms. Leopold. Three minutes. And then <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> she like. Good evening. Good evening. Um, before I start, I will take 20 seconds to say <laughs> a special thanks to Commissioner Stevens. One of our employees was in a very um, bad accident in August, and he was one of the first responders. So thank you, sir, for your attention to her and for taking care of us because we were very emotional when we got there, too. We probably didn't make a whole lot of sense. And I've not had the pleasure of meeting Commissioner Jones. We've talked on the phone. Thank you for calling me. I am one of his constituents. Okay. Thank you. Right. And it's actually the Liberty County CVB update, not chamber. Yes, ma'am. So um, we come before you and give a biannual update. So we're starting in August of last year. Of course, we're still existing in a COVID world. Um, so some of the things that we undertook, uh, Mask Up Liberty, we helped the county with their Mask Up Liberty campaign, um, which included creation of a logo for that. We worked with Joseph a lot with that. Um, we had an eggs and issues with Representative Williams because, of course, the session did go um, a lot long not longer because it can't go longer, but mm -mm. it got moved. Um, so we had his update. We had <clears throat> numerous ribbon cuttings. Um, I won't say our, fam our favorite one, 
but one that we enjoyed was Taza. It's the new Persian restaurant that's outside the main gate of base. If you've not had a chance to go there, the family is from Afghanistan. Um, they're very, very nice, and they have amazing food. Um, we kicked off the e-commerce marketing, which, of course, we partnered with the county um, and with the Liberty County Development Authority and other others for that. Our new website went live. We Leah, can, I, can, I, can I have 10 or her seconds? Yes, sir. Uh, when we had the uh, PTP luncheon, uh, Stacy Watson, Watson. Uh, Georgia Ports Authority gave Liberty County good kudos for passing the e-commerce. Yeah. And uh, being with the Georgia Ports, he, he really right away saw the importance <coughs> of us having that. So I'm proud that we did that you know, successfully. So thank you for your help with that. Yes, sir. And I, and I would say further to that, it really does take all of us. It's yeah. not just one entity pushing that. It's everybody individually and the groups. Mm -hmm. Um, we conducted a spouse tour, and then we um, were part of the Historic Preservation Commission for Hinesville, so we um, have been taking part in those meetings. So those are just some photos. Um, some of our new staff members went out and gave mints um, to tell our local hoteliers and, st and um, historic sites that they meant something to us, M-E-A-N-T um, -A -A versus M-I-N-T. In September, um, we attended the Georgia Tourism Summit, which was virtual this in 2020. Um, it may be virtual again in 2021, we're not sure. We started Chopped, which we had done last spring, so it's our version of the popular TV show where we get a farmer's market box from the Fleming fruit stand, um, and our staff cooks in teams and competes against each other. My team has won, um, just to let you know that. Mm -hmm. We also had a ribbon cutting for Liberty County's very first brewery, which is located in Midway, Split Fan Brewing. <clears throat> if you've not been there, he's a um, veteran. He and his wife are actually both veterans. It's a very interesting place. He will be happy to talk to you because he likes to talk <laughs> Um, but he can tell you all about the brewing process. It is rather fascinating. Um, we did a boss employee exchange day, um, which was a lot of fun for us. We were trying to keep, um, keep our staff morale high, but also entertain the public at the same time. So everybody in our office switched places. We all drew names out of a hat and somebody was me for the day, which they didn't necessarily find that much fun. Um, but I got to be somebody else. So we had a, we had a good time doing that. Um, Leadership Liberty ha also had their orientation. We've also focused a lot, that picture on the bottom right, on good photography for our local establishments, especially food places. People are really looking for good food right now, whether it's they order it to their house, that kind of thing. So we contracted with a local photographer to go <coughs> in and take some good local food photography. That's in a grill Caribbean restaurant. If you haven't been there, it's on Highway 196. October, we always participate in Paint the Town Pink, so we encourage people to wear pink one day for breast cancer awareness. We also participate in the county mid-year update, which of course was virtual this year, and another spouse bus tour. Oh, wait a minute. That soap on the top right-hand side, um, it's a lady that lives on Isle of Wight. It's actually your jurisdiction, um, Mr. Stevens, Commissioner Stevens. Um, Jones Creek Farm, um, she makes custom soaps. So we had one commission just for Liberty County. It's a tea blend soap made out of chamomile tea because tea used to grow here in Liberty mm -hmm. County. In November of this year, we had another ribbon cutting. We had lots of them. Um, Resilience Couture, she is in <clears throat> Parkway Plaza, which is on Highway 196. She is originally from Guyana um, and then New York and now here. She's very fashion forward. If you've not had a chance to visit, we would encourage you to. We hosted a workshop, we got our sign. So people who say they don't know where we are are just not looking, because <laughs> it's 11 foot tall. Um, just under the city of Hinesville's ordinance. Um, E-commerce also passed, thank everybody for their help with that. And that's a picture of lamb chops at Tazaw. They're really good. In December, we did have a socially distanced Christmas parade. 
Um, we were able to space all of the entries out, the required amount, and we had a much smaller parade than we're used to with 60 entries. We had a ribbon cutting for HLH and Design Co., which is the new nursery that's located in Midway. We had our annual staff retreat, and then we celebrated Chocolate Covered Anything Day, and we went out and gave cho hot chocolate bombs to a bunch of our um, local businesses to tell them how much we appreciate them. The Silipint cups, the cups on the far right-hand side, have by far been our most popular promotional product this year, and they're the silliest. They're like flexible cups. They're rubbery. People really like them. We gave them away to encourage shopping locally for the holidays. If you brought your receipt in showing you, you had spent $25 or more at a local business, you could get a free cup. And then that top right, we put out our Santa mailbox again this year so kids could drop off their Santa letters, which, of course, is a good socially distanced project. And that little gent was a month old, two months old. He's a big baby. Um, he dropped off his very first Santa letter with his grandma. We did have billboards up in Charleston for the month of October. Um, we were too late to get out of our contract because of COVID. We had signed it a year in advance, and we had already paid for it. Um, but that's fine. We did get a lot of play on our social media from Charleston due to those billboards. And then that far right picture is at the Savannah Airport. It's a wall wrap. Um, they have given us a year of marketing for free because COVID hit just about the same time as our wall wrap went up. Um, so they have comped all of that. So we will have another year now that we have paid for and we have added um, an additional video spot on one of the carousels where the luggage comes in. Um, they are adding five direct flights from Southwest Airlines that start in March. So we're um, hopeful that that will work well for us. Some other things we're working on. We have a um, workshop next week, I think. So ways to promote your brand without Facebook. So ways that folks can get involved in the community and get customers without actually having to promote it just on Facebook. And then uh, Commissioner Frazier's idea um, was to do top 40 under 40, but we changed it to 45 under 45, mostly because I'm 40 already. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. He's 40 already too. 46. Uh, no, the chamber's 45th year in businesses this year, so we wanted everything to go in that 45 theme. So if you know a, a deserving individual, business, or a community leader that either lives or works in Liberty County that is 45 as of March 1st or less, um, then please make sure you nominate them. The deadline for entries is next Friday, I believe. We had our annual banquet and taste of liberty for the <coughs> chamber a um, couple of weeks ago. It was very successful. That gentleman on the right-hand side is Liberty County's first NFL draftee, Ulrich John. He is the cover of our magazine this year, and that is his little angel. And that's his Super Bowl ring, if you don't see it big enough <laughs> on his finger. He is on the cover of our magazine, so we are excited to have him here and get lots of good photos. These are some of the ladies from our spouse tour, Miss Karen, who's one of your department heads, if I'm not, or she's a program, whatever she is. She's Miss Karen, <laughs> Dr. Bell. Um, she led the spouses on um, learning how to plant um, all kinds of things, which I think all of my people's stuff is dead. And then I brought with me, I brought Hunter and I brought Quentin. They are two of our CVB staff members and I just wanted to introduce you to them because they are both new. Okay. And they have prepared speeches? No. <laughs> I see the wink, but they're about to have a heart attack. Sir. I value their heart attacks more right this time. I, don't, I need them to be at work. Tell me, I know I'm probably out of whack, but do you get any calls? Do the chamber get any calls about the COVID-19, though, the, 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 the uh, you know, vaccination? The vaccination, we yeah. have gotten a lot of calls about those. Um, we refer them to diversity, to the health department. What's the other one? Or to the hospital. Liberty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So okay. we refer them to those three as resources. Okay, and one other question. Do you, do you have any funds that we could do anything with the uh, gazebos? I actually just got <laughs> historic cultural grants or grant funds to be able to do stuff with the gazebos. Um, I'm not sure if they've done any pressure washing yet, but they're supposed to be painted, two of them, painted, pressure washed, and the information replaced on the inside of them. Um, when we've put information in the past, people steal it. I don't know what they're doing with it, but they take it. Um, if they're burning it, I have no idea. You only got two in it. No, there's the one in Sunbury too. So you've got the one at Halls Knoll, the one at Barrington Ferry, and the one at Sunbury. And then technically the little, it's not a full gazebo, but it's a little kiosk at the Riceboro Fishing Pier. That fell under that whole okay. thing. Okay. That one just kind of leans. Okay. Right. Okay. How about the one we have right there at Parker's at Midway? That's that one was dismantled because of the Burger King. So that one was taken down, and it currently sits in a shed at my office. Yeah. We were <laughs> hoping, though, to have it re established somewhere um i don't it might be possible i am not a um, construction yeah. expert but i yeah. think probably the way that really? it was dismantled it might not go uh, back together the really? same way <laughs> um and it was also set in tabby so in the crushed shell concrete yeah so i think when it was taken out of there it was not mm. i think it's probably too hard to take it out of there honestly yeah. so it's not all not together enough to put back somewhere mm -hmm. right. yeah mm -hmm. um very quickly i had a Phil Odom took me on a Liberty County Journey. tour, and we went to Fort Morris. And I, I'm ashamed to say, as a Liberty County, my first official visit to Fort Morris. Seriously? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, and the, uh, I, I hate to call him Park Ranger, but that's what, kind of what he, he does. That's what he is. He's a ranger. Yeah, he, he's very passionate about oh, it. He is passionate. And, and I concur with him that we need to support whatever we can do. I mean, really, we think we need some state leadership. Yes. You know, to it, but certainly locally, whatever we can do to help them out, I would appreciate it because okay. he really sold me on the value of Fort Morris to Jason is very good. Yeah. He is very, very yeah. passionate. Um, now that they have that electronic gate so that the ranger doesn't actually have to be the one to open the gate, mm -hmm. I think that that's going to help with their visitation a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, and of course, that it's all outdoors. The museum is not open because of COVID, um, but that gate opens on its own at sunrise and it closes at sunset. Mm -hmm. So the ranger doesn't have to go down there and open it for people to be able to go in. Yeah. I think that that was a, a great addition, mm -hmm. but uh, Representative Williams would be a good one. I, I think we've talked to him in the past yeah, about need that. To, we need to pursue that. They're one of the lesser funded forts yeah. on the coast. Yeah, yeah, we need to pursue that. Okay. All right. Yep. Told you I'd be faster. Yes, thank you, ma'am. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank, thank you all for coming. Mm -hmm. Hold your speeches till next time. We're short for time tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you just made it hard. <laughs> uh, resolution CDBG mitigation grant. Yes, sir. I, I think you may remember we uh, had made an initial application. It's a two step process, really, uh, to try to get some mitigation funding from one of the hurricanes that came through a few years ago. It was awarded. There were some monies awarded to six coastal counties and about five counties over in southwest Georgia. We were one of those counties, so we made an application for a new tower for the East End. Um, I, I know you're aware that the digital communications are less than desirable over time because of the, the noise floor that has increased as more people have come on systems down that end. But, so this is uh, part of what's required to submit the final phase for that tower. Competitive grant. Uh, application will be somewhere around uh, $3 million. I would propose that if we get that, that we're able, it was about a three-year process 
uh, for implementation anyway to get all the licenses. It gives you time to think about whether you want to try to finance that or put it on a splash referendum or whatever you want to do for public safety. How much in, I mean, uh, <clears throat> we know that that tower is in need. So what's the what time frame if we wait? Well, so, so if you started today on the tower, well, let me back up. So the grant, we put the application in next week. Uh, we should know, at least preliminarily, what kind of funding is going to happen, um, hopefully sometime in the spring, uh, summer, if from what I remember. And then um, if, if that happens and they pull the trigger, we can go ahead and start with the permitting processes on there. It would take about two years to get the tower permitted and everything and licensed uh, to put it up. So I mean, we're really, we're really moving with the with the process now we won't go ahead with anything until we hear from the grant and then if we want to come back if, if the grants a no-go mm -hmm. if the commission still wants to try to pursue that tower we'll, we've got everything we need to put that in process but either way the tower is in much need. <clears throat> either way the tower is in much need it sure is and it will help it'll help those communications along uh the eastern coast as you know as as emergency responders transfer from county to county also Will that be able to put, uh, will uh, McIntosh County be able to piggyback some off that tower? They will. If, if they, they will need uh, one tower, not this high, but a tower in the McIntosh County area, in the Darien area, and then they will need to buy the equipment, you know, their radios. That's really what's hurting them right now is they don't have the funds to buy the radios. But short answer to your question, yes, sir, it would. It's needed for that purpose, as a matter of fact. All right. So is this a 50-50? Is the matching grant? Or? It, well, I don't think the percentage. I don't remember the percentage. I don't think there was a percentage required, but you get, there's a portion on there that asks you how much your contribution is since it's competitive. Right. And so we're, we're projecting them to fund two million and us to fund a million out of it. Okay. Mm. Two, one. Uh, there's you got two on your digital network one at the uh, one at the old airport and then we lease tower space from Coastal EMC. Okay, but if you're talking about further to the coast, there's a tower down there off of Gilman Road that's a private. That's right. That's right. I mean, there's no way for us to. It's not tall enough. Not tall enough. We well, checked that. What's being proposed here is a standalone, non-guided tower. Right. Um, but all I can say is we talked with with Motorola and the people in Seagarn about abilities that we can certainly ask that question. Well, I, I just was wondering, like, uh, I mean, that would be on the actually on the north side of the island, and if you're looking at going all the way through to, you know, it's, it's not that. It's not that wide across between mm -hmm. Yeoman's Road and um, what is that, King's Road? King's Road. Would that be where they would want to put it somewhere in that area? Yeah, without getting into too much detail, um, because of land acquisition, it would be over in the Kings Road area. But I can certainly go back. That's one of the first questions we had was, how about that tower that's down there off of, off of Yeoman's? And they quickly came back to say it's too short. But I did not ask the question about expansion of that tower height-wise. So we might be able to get some money from the federal government. Th this I'm is talking about not just this, but 
Yeah, not not aware of it. We hadn't explored anything on that. We did reach out to um, DNR and to uh, Federal Wildlife and some of those folks about use of the tower. And in fact, there was a tower in McIntosh County. We were actually trying to get McIntosh to come in to to this grant application, um, but they weren't they weren't interested in doing that. They've actually got their own tower, the shorter that meets their needs down there. Fish and Wildlife does. I know with the plane crash, there was a lot of communication just, and it may not have amounted to nothing. It might have just been, you know, gossip, but talk about this plane, when it left the area of Target, it came off the radar until it got into the McIntosh County area. And that's the thing that I'm asking about is, yes, sir, really I don't, you know, we don't have an airport down there, but we certainly, you know, if there was an opportunity that we, we would be able to um, piggyback with somebody else, you know, even the federal government, mm -hmm. we may be able to get one and get one tall enough that it'll last a long time. Because, yeah, sure. uh, it seems like you don't ever get them tall enough, and then when you get them in the air, all of a sudden they're saying, well, we don't need that one no more. <laughs> you got to take it down. I'm not that familiar by them. I know my dad owns three of them, but I don't know, you know what the, the reason is. I don't know how they how they operate. That's why I was wondering. Mm -hmm. Pretty all of that. I'm just yeah, pretty pretty. Right, well, that gives a lot of deal. Pretty much a hopscotch from tower link to tower link, mm -hmm. just like cell towers do. Yeah. Um, the the issue with the uh, airplane is they're not tracked off of cell towers. They're tracked off of general radars. Um, th that plane actually, when you leave here. You're on Jacksonville's radar, and um, he was flying, I'm trying to think, VFR, which means that um, he had filed a flight plan, but as far as a, a unit in his plane that was actually active to radar, he had a small plane, so it wasn't doing that. You just have to step up to a larger size plane to do that. So actually, he gets passed off from Savannah Tower and Savannah Radar, which is not as broad as Jacksonville Radar, because it's a federal site in, in Jacksonville. Um, but they don't, I mean, the way they, those, those pilots file their flight plan, it's not like a commercial plane. And so he was landing, he was going over to Eagles, Eagles Landing over there to a private airstrip. So they, they wouldn't have been in communication with him all along. Well, I mean, I, I'm like Mr. Stevens, you know, once you get started, you, and we're already behind the eight ball from what you're saying, but I mean, it's not just that. I mean, your intercoastal waterway is out there. They, they've got radar, so just whatever we need to try to do to get all right. the players. Not that I don't think we can do it on our own and put it in on sales tax, but I think we need to have buy-in if we can get it. If somebody's got a little check they want to donate, I just want to make sure we take it. So certainly we'll try to do that, and certainly we'll double back to say, hey, is there any way, do, what do you know about that tower, Motorola, since it's a private tower, and are the footers sufficient that it could hold another you know, another structure up top. Right. Because, I mean, we'd have to go through the same thing as anybody else would finding it. We'd have to go through that planning stage of saying, okay, 
No, we wouldn't be. We, that's that's mm -hmm. part of that licensing process that we mm -hmm. have to go through. But so I, a good point. I'll check those. Okay. That's all I got to say about right. Tower. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Tower Consultant. <laughs> all right, but we need to approve the resolution so we can uh, move forward while Jerry does his expiratory work. Is there a second to that? Second. A motion and a second that we approve the. Uh, Resolution. Joe, do you, we need to read the resolution for a matter of record? We really don't need to read it. All right, you have it in your, have it in your place here. All right, all in favor, raise your right hand, please. All right, thank you, sir. Keep us posted, please, sir. We will. Is that all for the good of the order out for this portion of the meeting? It, it is, and I'll have the regular administrative report mid-month. Got some update on the, the census stuff today, as a matter of fact. Oh. Short take on that is it's all been pushed back. Uh, the delivery now to the states for reapportionment purposes have been pushed from February back to July. Then, and so um, there's not a clear indication as to when that material may be available to counties. Yeah. Uh, the wait continues. The wait will continue. Wait continue. Okay. All right. Chair, entertain a motion to go out of regular session into executive session for personnel and land acquisition. So moved, Mr. Chairman. Is there a second? Second. All right, Mr. Y'all got that? Uh, all in favor, raise your right hand. We will now enter executive session for personnel and land acquisition.
Good. Chair, taking a motion to come out of executive session, go back into regular session. I move, Mr. Chair. Second. Second. All in favor, raise your right hand, please. All right. At this time, Chair, entertain a motion on the personnel matter that we discussed. Okay. You have a second that motion? I second that. Motion and a second. Right. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. Those who are here. All right. Motion is passed. The chair would indicate to the general public that because uh, Commissioner Gillard and Frazier were not present at the hearing, they are abstaining for this vote. Anything else for the good of the order? Chair, turn the motion to adjourn. A move. Second. Okay. All in favor? Aye. Aye. We stand adjourned. Thank you. Have a great evening. Good.